It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, really quick, it's uh, 9.02, so going to give you some more picks and plays before we continue with our calls. Um, uh, Chicago going up against Denver tonight. Uh, Jokic, triple-double at plus money. Anytime it is, I'm all over it, right? Uh, plus 106. Uh, he was one assist shy his last home game. Triple-double, 10 of his last 11 home games. He averaging 11 assists a game against Chicago. And at home, he averages 24, 13, and 11. So uh, Chicago, Denver, again, uh, Jokic, triple-double, and you could get that at plus money. Uh, some more college hoops coming your way. Oklahoma State going up against Oklahoma. Tip-off is in about 30 minutes. I like Oklahoma State on the money line at minus 120. Uh, this is a must win for them to try to get into the tournament. They went 2-0 in the regular season against Oklahoma, and uh, Avery Anderson is back, hopefully, for them tonight. So um, I do like Oklahoma State, again, on the money line at minus 120. Also, LSU going up against Georgia. Give me Georgia on the money line at plus 140. Why? Both these teams are pretty bad. Uh, but LSU, 1-17, their last 18 um they're just they're a foul heavy team so i think georgia's going to get to the line a lot and they have a better defense so i've got georgia on the money line at plus 140 uh and i've got oklahoma state on the money line at minus 120 so uh, some other picks and plays for you as uh, we progress this evening 800-919-3776 hour number three need marks in for dan grassa tonight uh let's go to tom in jersey tom welcome in um, really enjoying the show. Um, I think that uh, you were right. I, I would have liked Derek Carr also. I wish they had. I wish they had gotten him. Uh, all reports are he's a really good guy. And you know, if we had even a mediocre quarterback, we would have won. I think at least eleven games this year. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. We had uh, Woody and all the guys go out and get on bent knee begging him to come to New York, and what do we hear? Nothing. Not, not a word out of California. We don't know what's going on. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about a one- or two-year fix anyway. Uh, I, I'm not comfortable with the whole thing. Um, but the op- now at this point, what are the options? Tannehill, you know, like you said, I, I don't know. What do you think they should do? Um. I personally, and, and Tom, thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I personally think they should have made Carr the priority. I mean, I know that that ship has sailed. I, I understand. Uh, that's just me. That's what I think they should have done, but they didn't. So, and, and, and here's another thing, not to say, like, even if they would have made Derek Carr the priority, would he have, assi- would he have signed here? I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, 
Rodgers is the priority for them. Again, a big reason why they, they hired Nathaniel Hackett, and I think a big reason why Carr did decide to go to the Saints. If that falls through, I just think um, where this team is at, giving up two number ones and having to pay what Lamar Jackson is expecting to make is just too much for this team. As much as I love Lamar Jackson, on top of the fact that I don't believe that his skill set would be a good fit with Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Um, it's evident Nathaniel Hackett uh, had a hard time coaching uh, in, in, in making a success story out of uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I, think, I think he'd be hard-pressed to do that with Lamar Jackson, so I don't think he'd be a good fit in New York. I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but... What are we talking about? We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo coming in. Listen, no bells and whistles. He's not going to pass for, you know, 350 yards and four touchdowns every game. But does he really have to with this offense? If you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, you get him for a good price. You keep that number one overall pick. You improve your offensive line in the draft and free agency. You got a shot. You got a shot. Maybe winning the, the AFC East. You've got a shot of making some noise in the postseason. You never know. And now you got a quarterback who could come in. Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody loves him. Everybody in the locker room loves him. He's a team guy. He's a great leader. Somebody that Zach Wilson can learn from. Again, ship has sailed for me with, with Zach Wilson. Done. But, you know, what are the Jets going to get for him? Nothing. They say that they're still committed to him. They want to bring, you know, a quarterback in that he can learn from, grow, develop, and then see what they got. What else are you going to do? You're not going to get anything for him. So, you know, you know, you keep your investment. I think that's what they have to do when it comes to Zach Wilson. But I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo over Ryan Tannehill, to be honest. You know, again, Tannehill's going to give you more gaudy numbers, but Jimmy Garoppolo wins football games for you. So... I think at the end of the day, he would he would he would probably be your best option. Just my two cents. Uh, let's go to Frankie and Merrick. Frankie, welcome in. Uh, uh, thank you. How are you? Hi. Uh, uh, Anita, what I'm saying to you is, all right. I love Aaron Rodgers, but he's old. All right, and I'll take. Um. Garoppolo, but he always hurt. So um, I go with Tannehill. Tannehill is a good quarterback. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, Frankie, like I said, and, and thanks for the phone call, Frankie. Like I said, I, I just – Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy, – Jimmy Garoppolo, like Jimmy Garoppolo, wins football games for you. I think if if you bring Jimmy Garoppolo in, I think he would be a good fit for for Hackett's system. I think he fits Hackett's system. Um, he's got a lot of weapons to work with here, like he did in San Francisco. Uh, listen, he the, the 49ers, to me, were on a, a trajectory to, to win the Super Bowl if, if Jimmy Garoppolo would not have gotten hurt. So uh, let's, uh, let's take Paul in Brooklyn. Paul, welcome in. Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for taking my call, Anita. I actually have a few points to make. Hopefully there will be a few Valid and good points on my end. Um, I'm going to start with the whole uh, Lamar Jackson to New York. I mean, Jet fans, you got to love them. Very hopeful. Reminds me of my friends who are Mets fans. 
Um, the Jets aren't getting Lamar Jackson. Let's just be real. I mean, let's put football aside and let's look at it from a business side. Very young guy. Um, seems very intelligent. I know he doesn't have an agent, but unless it comes from Lamar's mouth, we can't assume. We can't live in hypotheticals. Even though, granted, that's absolutely, at the end of the day, that's your job, and you do a great job at it, and it, I, I love listening to you particularly because you kind of bring different sides to it. But then when the, the kind of observations start where, do you really think somebody's going to come here? And let's really put this into perspective. The Jets are ready to sell the house, the dog, health. Even the kids, if they need to, they'll sell them to get Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. But I'm sure Lamar and Aaron know this, too, that, hey, the Jets are willing to give, like, literally whatever we want. But at the end of the day, 33% of whatever they're giving me is going to go to Uncle Sam. A lot of things come into play, too. And I'm not saying that's going to be the deal breaker. But from the business side, I'm pretty sure that goes into that decision, Um that decision that they're going to make, especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers, come on, I do not see him coming to New York. The guy, I'm pretty sure he wants to stay out on the West, somewhere where it's warm, even though it's crazy because he played in Green Bay. But, I mean, just look at Tom. Tom played in New England. He was ready to go to Tampa, man, and he loved Tampa. His skin was glowing. I'm pretty sure Aaron wants that effect, too. He wants that nice tan skin. He's going to get paid no matter where he goes. And with Lamar, same thing. It's like Lamar has it set in Baltimore. Granted, the way they're treating him, absolutely disgusting. Come on now. The generational talent, the whole franchise tag, I get that. But realistically, I don't see him coming to New York either. And aside from even the 33% of money, just going to Uncle Sam, what's like New York? I get it, New York City. I live in New York. I lived in New York all my life. I've had, you know, the benefit of living in other cities, but it's New York at the end of the day. So many possibilities, but Lamar's looking at it also. Yeah, but it's the New York Jets. I, I mean, I really hate to say it that way, but the organization in some shape, way, or form from uh, perception kind of in the NFL from other players is this is a broken organization. It's great they have Salah. Salah, I think, is one of the best hires they've made, even from player standpoints, where that's the guy that's going to change that organization. Look at what Dayball did to the Giants. And Saquon Barkley, that guy just shot himself in the foot. I even mentioned it um, when I just called in. You remember that running back, Melvin Gordon? He was a top-five running back. He bet on himself. And you didn't hear about the guy after that for like four years. Then I think he kind of, like, re-signed, tried to make a comeback, but it was too late by then, you know. Um, I think the Jets messed up by not taking Carr. I think Carr, not saying was the best fit, but in terms of what they need from a quarterback, they need somebody to come in and be a leader. They need a leader on that organization. And that's just my opinion, but they need somebody who can come in there and say, you know what, there's a – there's a great organization. There's a good team. Let's get that perception out there now. Let's have other players want to come to New York. I think the Jets are great defensive minds. They always draft well defensively. But for some reason, there's always a disconnect from the offensive side, and especially from the quarterback side. I'm just tired of seeing the Jets getting these quarterbacks who are just like, ah, we could win, we might win. The 
that hopeful quarterback. I know that's all that's left right now. In my opinion, again, Tannehill, I think, would be a better option than Jimmy G. But again, like, come on, Tannehill, Jimmy G. Like, you're not going to win with these guys. You know this too, Anita. I know you can't. I mean, maybe you want to come out and say it, but you know they're not going to win with these guys. They need a game-changing quarterback in there. The Jets are just that type of an organization. They're not the Eagles. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Ziggy in New Jersey. Ziggy, welcome in. Hey, Anita. This is Ziggy from New Jersey. How are you doing? I'm I'm great. Welcome. Good evening. I'm great. I'm I'm just. I remember like I was on a Saturday. I'm not even a Jets fan. I'm a Broncos fan and a Yankee fan. But you covered the Jets trading up for Sam Darnold, and you are definitely the best NFL mind I know, more than Colin Coward or George Taylor, who's also a great female mind like you. But I'm wondering, um, about a month ago, you said that you were, like, frustrated with your industry. And I'm wondering how we get you to be an analyst for ESPN <laughs> and to get you to be happy with your industry. Um, you're, Ziggy, thank you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I, we, I, I forgot what the conversation I, I didn't. I didn't say I was fr- – yeah, maybe I am a little frustrated. I, I forgot what the conversation were, – were either of you guys producing that day that um, – I'm trying to think what the con- like there was there was something there was a it was a hot topic and something happened and I was saying how I, and 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 listen I, I don't I don't want to veer off okay I want to I want to stay on the path here but just to just so because that comment was made um this is what I said this is what I said um I love I love what I do I don't like my industry. And why don't I like my industry? Because unfortunately my industry has a habit of dictating what a what what and how a gender should be in this industry still in 2023. Uh and what I meant by that is that, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, you you know, you should be a sideline reporter." With all due respect, I I I have no desire to be a sideline reporter. If you were to ask me what do I want to do, I, I, I'd like, I want to do, I want to be an in-studio NFL analyst, but there are none. There are no female in-studio analysts. Why? Good question. Um, it's my industry. It's just, it's, it's, it's not what they do. It's not what uh, people in power uh, who make the right decisions or wrong decisions uh, in regards to the industry. And it's not just ESPN. It's across the board. You just look, you know, women are hosts. They're sideline reporters, um, you know. They're they're beat reporters, um, but there's no, uh, there's no, there there's they also um, uh, they're also in the booth in regard to um, calling games, which is fantastic. Uh, but there are outside of Amy Trask, um, who's on CBS the morning football show during the football season. And big reason why is because she's a former executive and was Al Davis's right-hand woman. Um, outside of her, there is none. And so anyway, that was my comment. I, please understand that I love what I do and uh, I love my business. It's just, it is frustrating sometime um, being a woman in this industry. Um, and even though it is, it is international women's day, um, of empowerment. Uh, so interesting that, uh, that we broached this topic today.
Anyway, 800-919-3776. We come back. Uh, we'll take one more last round of calls. Still a lot of people wanting to chime in on this topic, which, by the way, uh, Rob Demosky, who covers the Green Bay Packers, is uh, going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. So I'm really excited to get him on. We'll find out the latest. All we know here in New York is that the Jets jumped on a flight, went out west, met with Aaron Rodgers. Their flight has returned. Uh, no deal known um, reported as of yet. What does Rob know? He's got his finger on the pulse of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers better than most. So I'm actually quite excited to get him on the show. And we're going to get him on in about uh, 10 to uh, to 12 minutes. So stay tuned for that. That's definitely appointment radio. Anita Marks in for Dan Grossa tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. So let's go to Dave in Brooklyn. Dave, you're up. Hey, Anita. It's so great to it's so great to talk to you. I listen to you all the time, listen to you on Saturday mornings. And believe me, I tell you right now, some of these callers, they really got me shaking my head. You gotta realize this is Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how old he is, a man still has plenty of MVPs. He was a Super Bowl champ some time ago, but at the same time talking about the Jets' defense, who was doing pretty darn good last year. I mean, like, you definitely are a quarterback away of really going somewhere. And I don't understand how these guys talking about Ryan Tannehill or Derek Carr. Let me tell you something. People forget that man Derek Carr was crying at the podium. Now imagine that same car in New York. You no, he he can't he can't he won't be able to take the criticism how we dish it out here in New York. I'm sorry, and at the same time, this man, yes, you're gonna have to go through leaps and bounds to get him. But once you got him, you're gonna have people like Greeny who are going to be going crazy. They are going <laughs> to be like, oh my God, we actually have this man on our team. So whoever thinks that they shouldn't have this man. Is absolutely crazy. I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. Okay. All right. That's fair, Dave. It's fair. Um, <clears throat> just, to give, just to bring you up to speed on, on some of the uh, NBA scores out there, um, you've, got, uh, you've got the Hawks that are going to be taking care of the Wizards, 122 to 117, about six seconds left in that game. Uh, Celtics uh, putting a beat down on the Trailblazers, 99-72. to uh, The Cavaliers up on the heat, 81-75. to 
Uh, Garland is just a few points away from from surpassing that uh, 24 and a half points and assist total. So it looks like that's going to hit. And um, I'm uh, I'm also I want to say what else I, I took uh, Mobley over 15 and a half points and he's got eight right now. So uh, and they've got about three minutes left in the third. So there's still that uh, Mavericks. Losing to the Pelicans. Pelicans up 83 to 65. I told you I liked the Pelicans. I was going to play the Pelicans. Um, And Luca, also, I liked him getting a double double. Sure enough, he's two assists away from hitting that. So, some plays out there in the NBA looking quite good right now into the third for the Mavs and the Pelicans. Uh, The Nuggets up on the Bulls 18 to 13. The Suns up on the Thunder 20 to 8. In uh, in regard to college basketball, and I want to make sure that I've got all right. I'm on the division because uh, we've got we we've got both um, Harvey and Joe. Your uh, your your universities, your colleges are playing tonight, right? Iona's already won. They moved past St. Mary's. I I and... like Iona a lot. I told you I already I put money down that I Iona is going to make it to the Final Four. I don't know about that because Iona 74-54 over Mount St. Mary's. They mm-hmm. didn't get out of the first round last year in the MAC tournament. And uh, Harvey, you're you're St. Peter's Peacock. St. Peter's. What half hour from now? Yeah. Oh, they haven't. Minutes. They haven't. They haven't tipped off yet. <clears throat> no, nine thirty tip against the Ryder. The two seeds can be tough. We beat Fairfield last night, and uh, should be. I'm hoping for. I don't want to say close game. I, hope, I just hope we win. But this isn't this isn't last year's team that won the tournament and made it all the way to the Elite Eight. So um, I'm just hoping for a good one here. Um, in college basketball, the plays I gave you when we started the show, um, I had Colgate minus 14. Uh, they're up by 20 with about 50 seconds left. Also, I told you to take the under at 133 and a half, and sure enough, that's going to hit 79.59 Colgate. Um, also, I liked Villanova. I told you to lay the points with Villanova. Sure enough, they're up by 20 points. Uh, it's the start of the second, the second half, uh, and they're up 45 to 25. Uh, Georgetown, 7-24. and 24. This very well could be Patrick Ewing's last game, and I think that ship has sailed, and they are waving the white flags. So uh, the two college picks I gave you earlier in the night, that looks good. Um, I'm looking at some of the other scores here. LSU and Georgia, uh, I, I guess I need to refresh. Anyway, um, quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll continue to talk the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Rob Domoski, who covers the Green Bay Packers for ESPN, is going to join us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, without further ado, let's bring in Rob Domoski. He covers uh, the Green Bay Packers for ESPN and does a phenomenal job. Uh, good evening, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Let's dive right into it. I've been fielding calls uh, all night, uh, really, uh, in regard to what's going on with this Jets team. Um, what we know is that Woody Johnson, Josie, Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett jumped on a flight, flew out west to meet yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Their flight has returned. Aaron was not on it. We're not hearing any deal as of yet. What do you know? What have you heard? Any news in regard to that meeting? Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a getting to know each other session because really um, other than Nathaniel Hackett and a little bit Robert Sala just because of his connection to Packers coach Matt LaFleur, you know, Rogers really doesn't know uh, how the Jets operate, doesn't know the owner, doesn't know the general manager. And, um, you know, look, he, he said something interesting a couple of weeks ago, Anita, on, I think it was on the Pat McAfee show. He said, look, I've never been a free agent before. I've never been able to go and, and see what else is out there, see how, see how other teams operate, talk to other teams, um, you know, and, and, and go through that sort of courtship. And I, that, that told me that, you know, even if he was going to return to Green Bay, and I, and I don't know that he is or, or isn't, that he was going to do this, that he was going to try to get permission and, and see what it's like out there. Um, you know, it sure seems, though, like he wouldn't have gone this far if he wasn't interested in leaving Green Bay. The question is, you know, is he interested in leaving Green Bay just to leave Green Bay, or is he interested in leaving Green Bay and wants to go to the Jets? And at this point, you know, I don't think we know that, but we do know that the Jets are the only team that has been given permission um, to talk to Rodgers. Obviously, you need permission for a guy under contract. Otherwise, it would be tampering, and the Packers are not filing tampering charges. So that's obviously it was, it was a, a, a permitted uh, visit. Um, but that's really all we know right now. And, and, and you know, the, the, as far as the timeline goes, um, all along it was the start of free agency, which is um, depending on how you look at it. By definition, it's next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But really, the negotiating window opens at noon uh, Monday. Um, so, you know, I would say that either by noon Monday or by 4 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, you know, we should have something figured out. So, so let's, let's look back before we, we look forward and, and, you know, obviously you've been covering him for, 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 for quite a while, Rob, like in regards to Aaron Rodgers, um, do yeah. you feel that, do you, do you feel that the Green Bay Packers are ready to move on? Like, do you feel like they've said okay to the Jets because they are ready to move on and see what they have in Jordan Love, who they drafted in the first round quite a few years ago? Like, wh where do you think the yeah, mindset three, three is right now with the Green ago. Bay Packers? Yeah, it's a great question, and I will tell you this. I spent a lot of time at the Combine talking to various people in the Packers organization, from front office types to scouting department uh, people, um, even just other people who are, out, are around the team in different roles. And every time I talked to someone, I changed my mind about whether I thought they wanted to move on from Rodgers or wanted to keep them. And then I would even go back to people who told me something that left me thinking they were going to move on, and then I talked to that same person again, and I thought, well, I guess maybe they want to keep them. Like, that's how, that's how uncertain it is. Um, now, certainly, uh, they have been uh, emphatic that Jordan Love is ready to be a starter. 
And Brian Gutekunst said, not only do I think he's ready to be a starter, he needs to play. And the reason he said he needs to play is because they know there's going to be a transition period. Um, you know, I, I asked Gutekunst at the Combine in one of our, our – we had a 35-minute session with just the, the, the people who cover the team on a regular basis in a conference room at one of the hotels. And I, I said, look, how much of a transition period do you expect um, going from Rodgers to Love, given that in 2008 when Rodgers took over, he had a great year for over 4,000 yards, a ton of touchdowns, but they were 6-10 and 10 because he didn't know how to win, and Gutekunst said, yeah, absolutely. We expect that to be, you know, we expect that to happen. Even if Love plays well, we know it's going to take some time, and the follow-up question is, then why not rip the Band-Aid off and just get that process started now? And he basically didn't answer, so um, you know, that, that's where they are with Jordan Love three years in. You know, all and, and as you said, this is the first time that Aaron Rodgers is a free agent, and and so you know, there's a lot to be said well, he's about not a free agent in the sense. That well, he's got well, two be, years being able to contract. be able to yeah. right, being able to like to to tap his toe in the water, and yes. and feel what it's like yes. to be wanted from another organization. Right, this is that first yes. experience for him. Um, you know, you know him better than most. How how and and in covering this league, you I'm sure you know what it's like here in New York. Like his personality, you know, he doesn't seem to be thin skinned, no no alligator there, no water off a duck's back. Like, how do you think if if he was to come to New York, Rob, how do you think he would handle New York and handle this media and handle this fan base? I've gotten that question a ton already. um, And and it's a really good one. And and here's what I'll say about here. Here's the difference I think between, the way the Packers are covered and the way um, the teams out there are covered for, from, for here, it's almost all football and, you know, and, and we're critical. We ask really, we ask hard questions. We, we criticize people, but we criticize them for football reasons. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but my outside perception is that in New York, they'll criticize you for anything. Um, you know, and the other thing too, if he goes out to dinner with, with, you know, friends or uh, a date in green Bay, Nobody cares. Like, they're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers around. He goes to his favorite restaurant, Chives. Everybody knows he's there. He sits out with regular people. Nobody bothers him because in Green Bay, it's not unusual to see Packers everywhere. He he does that in New York. He's going to end up on page six, right? And the Green Bay Press-Gazette, there is no page six entertainment section. You know, that's just not – that part of it is different. Um, I don't think from a football standpoint it's going to be any different because, look – Every media is national media now, right? Everybody can rip Rodgers, you know, whatever they want, or anybody can criticize any player on a national platform. Everybody's national now because everything's available to everyone. So I I don't know that it will be that big of a difference from a football standpoint. I do think his life will be different, though. You know, I I get the sense that, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's pushing 40, right? Like, you know, to come to and, and granted, yeah, I'm, there, there's a, a familiarity and and um, a comfortability with Nathaniel Hackett here, but like, yeah, you know, different different way this organization is run, different organizational culture, yeah. a, a, a lot yeah. a lot of young, inexperienced, talented but young, inexperienced players that are going to need guidance from him. Doesn't didn't strike me, and and I don't know if this was like reported poorly or this was the perception but like you know not the kind of guy who wants to like help coach up young players yeah i i, I, well, I you know I, I, and and 
Okay, well, he's not going to be a good fit here, Rob. I mean, yeah, just... no. Well, that's the thing. He's going to have to. He's, <laughs> he's, if he does this, and if it's going to be successful, he's going to have to show up to the offseason program. Um, you know, he didn't do that here uh, the last, this past offseason. Uh, didn't do it the, two years ago when he, you know, held out. I use the word hold out loosely because he wasn't really a holdout, but he threatened to not come back. He skipped everything in the offseason, including the mandatory minicamp. Um, you know, that's, if, if he's going to go to a new team, those are the kind of things that I would think they would expect from him. And that's probably part of what the Jets wanted to know from him when they met with him. I, I, I did a story a year ago, uh, ran on ESPN.com, where I talked to like five or six quarterbacks who, some of whom had changed teams late in their careers and some of whom had opportunities to and decided not to. And to get their perspective on, you know, what Rodgers should do, this was last year when we didn't know, um, should he should he go to another team? Should he resign here? And Rich Gannon said something interesting to me. He said when he changed teams, and I, I can't remember the order. Was it Kansas City to Oakland? I'm not 100 percent sure. He he didn't realize how much work it was going to take to go to a new team and learn a new offense and learn how coaches reacted, learn how they did things. I mean, when, I've covered this league for a long time. When when a when a team signs a free agent, one of the first things that they always say. You know, what's the adjustment like? They'll say things like, well, I didn't even know where the cafeteria was. I wasn't sure where, where I was staying the first, you know, until I found a place to live. I didn't know where the meeting rooms were. He's done the same thing in the same building with the same people for 18 years. So he's going to go to, to, to New York or Forum Park, New Jersey, and have no one, right? I mean, unless they bring Randall Cobb with them or whoever teammate he wants to come with them, he's not going to know anybody. And, you know, as a, that could be a lonely existence for, for a guy in, in that kind of environment. Um, so those are all things that, that are going to go into it. It's not, you know, people think, well, is he a good fit for the football team? Can they pay him enough? And does the salary cap work out? Yeah, those things are all important. But there's so many other things that people forget. Like, this is, you know, real life and, and job um, experiences that, you know, the football players have that just like we do. Um, and, and it's a big adjustment for those guys, too. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Before I let you go, how do you think this is going to play out? What is your gut telling you, Rob? I think he plays football uh, in 2023, and I have no idea whether it's going to be in Green Bay or for the Jets. Um, I, I would, if, this, if it's gone down this road so far, you would think that it would be uh, tip, the scales would be tipped toward the Jets. But with this guy, I've covered him his entire career. Um, just when you think you know how he operates and what decisions he makes, he does the opposite. So I, I, I really don't know. I've got stories written for all possibilities, uh, and whatever happens, we'll pick the right one and put it on ESPN.com when it does. I'm sorry. I lied. One more question, two-part. Number one, sure. um, do you feel that the Green Bay Packers would demand a one in order to get him, yes. or do you feel that the the Jets could get him with a two? And number two, what's his cap hit this season? So I think it would take a one. Now the problem is the Jets don't want to give up what is thirteenth pick, right? If, if yeah, they need mistaken. offensive um, offensive linemen. Yes. So I mean, okay, the Packers are picking fifteenth. Would they swap that? Doesn't really do you a whole lot of good. Um, if you're the Packers just moving up two spots, maybe it's, maybe it's a 
it's a two this year and something else if he plays a second year. Or maybe there's the, – the way around that is, is possibly getting players involved in it too. I know it doesn't happen a lot in the NFL, but um, there is that possibility. The cap is an absolute nightmare. Uh, Rogers' cap charge this year is $30 million for the Packers. That's a very manageable cap number. If they trade him um, or cut him before June 1st, there's $40 million in dead money. So essentially they would, they would lose even more cap space than they're giving up right now. Um, for the Jets, it would be fairly um, straightforward in terms of um, the cap, but they would owe him that $59 million option bonus, which is he's due but sometime between you know, March 15th and the start of the regular season, and they would have to figure out how to spread that out over their cap. They could certainly turn it into a signing bonus, add years to the contract, uh, you know, and, and spread it out you know, like that. There are ways around it. It's going to be very bad for the Packers, um, you know, whenever Rodgers is done, assuming he doesn't play out this entire contract, which is two more years, it's going to be bad for them from a salary cap standpoint, no matter what, unless Rodgers were to retire. Then it's pretty palatable. Got it. Rob, again, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Really do appreciate your time. This will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Thank you. You got it, Anita. We'll be seeing you. Rob Demosky joining us uh, a lot, a lot to digest, a lot to unpack, uh, you know, uh, and, and a guy who's covered the Green Bay Packers and, and covers Aaron Rodgers, uh, has covered Aaron Rodgers, knows him better than most. Uh, again, I just, I, it's more than just what he does on the football field. It's also who's the person that's going to be at that facility. And, and to me, I just, he just does not check many of the boxes with you until 10 o'clock. Uh, you, you've got some final thoughts. Now's the time to, to get on board. Anita marks in for Dan Grasso tonight, 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This spring, Lee is bringing iconic styles to you with gotta haves for everyone serious about their trip. Chore coats, western shirts, and denim that enhances what you've got. These are styles born to be reworn. Shop them at Lee.com. That's L-E-E.com now. Style never pauses. Shop iconic fits at Lee.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, a lot of calls tonight. I, I so appreciate it. Uh, we've got Larry and Gordon who are coming your way in just about nine minutes. They'll pick up where I, I left off. Uh, it's been nice to be in for Dan Grassa tonight. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. Really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm back on Friday night with Week in Wager, gambling show, 10 to midnight. Um, a lot of NCAA talk because it's conference championship time. A lot of teams needing to win their conference championship in order to get in to the big dance. A lot of folks uh, out there, a lot of teams out there uh, needing to impress the committee to make sure that they get into the big dance. I love March Madness, so we'll have a lot of March Madness plays for you. 
as well as some NBA futures bets as just three weeks left in the regular season. Uh, I love the Knicks, by the way. Um, I really do. I know they lost to the Hornets last night. I had a few friends that were at the game, 112 to 105. Well, that's what happens when you go 11 of 40 from downtown. But prior to that, nine straight wins, the longest since uh, 2013. Uh, They were uh, shooting 51% from the field, 40% from behind the arc, averaging 124 points a game. Or I should say 120 points, 124 points per 100 possessions. Get it out, Anita. Fifth best offense in the NBA, possibly top three. Uh, They were doing a lot of things right, especially with the addition of Josh Hart. With Josh Hart and Quickly on the court together off the bench, they were shooting 54% from the field. How about that? So, um, and with Josh Hart, the addition of him on this team, uh, this uh, this Knicks defense goes from being 21st in in the NBA to sixth best in the NBA in regard to defensive rebounding. Can't say enough wonderful things about Mitch Robinson. I feel he's one of the most underrated uh, bigs in the league. And Julius Randle obviously having a career year. So um, I, I do like this Knicks team and uh, put money on them to, uh, to potentially uh, represent the East in the championship at 25 to 1. And I put some money down that they win the championship at 90 to 1. Why not? 25 to 1, 90 to 1. Why not? Those are some amazing odds. I mean, I'm not putting it, I'm not putting my paycheck on it, but I'm I'm throwing a little coin on it. I think the Knicks go into this postseason as the team that nobody wants to play. And especially if they surpass Cleveland and get that fourth seed and they can host. Are you kidding? Playoff basketball? With a team that is legit as the Knicks at the Garden? <laughs> no way, Jose. I guarantee there's a number of, of teams out there that they just, they do not. And what what about that storyline of if it does uh, happen where, of course, uh, the Knicks surpass and, and, you know, chances are they're going to be taking on the Cavs in the first round anyway, going up against D-Mitch. So, interesting. Uh, tomorrow night, they take on the Kings, uh, who've won four straight. They're 20 and 13 at home. Sabonis uh, pretty much putting up a double-double every night, averaging about 20 points, 12 rebounds. Fox is dealing with a hamstring issue, so keep an eye on that, whether or not he's going to be active or attractive. Uh, the uh, Again, the Knicks, as we know, coming off of an uh, unfortunate loss against the Hornets. Um, but they have beaten the Kings twice already uh, this season. And so... Um, or I should say this is the second time, I'm sorry, the second time they will be taking on the Kings, and they did beat them already this season, 112-99, to the Knicks 20-19 and on the road. So um, so I, I do like this Knicks team against the Kings tomorrow. Also, really quick, uh, we've got about two minutes left in the show uh, before, again, um, uh, I pass it on to uh, Gordon and Larry. But you've got, as a lot of people call it, the fifth major that is teeing off tomorrow down in Florida um, at Sawgrass, which is the Players' Championship. I like Homa to win top five, top ten. Top uh, to win is twenty twenty two to one. Uh, plus four fifty is to finish in the top five. Plus two thirty to finish in the top ten. Tied for fourteenth. First in strokes gain on approach. His last twenty four rounds. 
strokes gained everywhere. He's playing outside of John Rahm. Max Holm is playing some of the best golf. I do like him to win. I also like Keegan Bradley to finish in the top five and top 10. Great ball striker. Good finish in Bay Hill. Shot a, shot a low score on, on Sunday to finish tied for 10th at Bay Hill. Thrives on Pete Dye golf courses. That's what they're playing on this week. I also like Jason Day to finish in the top 10 at plus 280. He's won here before. Strong Pete Dye course player and also uh, his game is on point. Corey Connors to finish in the top 20 at plus 225. Love Sawgrass. Uh, three times he has started here and he is cu- and he has made the cut. He also has a top seven finish. And Riley, David Riley to finish in the top 40. And you could get that at plus 175. Um, top 10 at Bay Hill last week, shot a 66 on Sunday. Also tied for 30th at the Wyndham. And that course translates really well to Sawgrass. Some matchups that I like. Chris Kirk over Sam Burns at minus 115. And Harris English over Brian Harmon at minus 110. And this is tournament matchups. And, and also, I'm going to parlay them. Okay? So hopefully giving you some winners heading into the Players' Championship. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It's, it's been a fun three hours. Um, thank you so much, Joe and Harvey, for producing the show. Fun being with you, gentlemen. I hope you're... Uh, your colleges, your universities win their college matchups tonight. Uh, of course, Iona already has. Hopefully, St. Peter's does for you. Stay stay tuned. More coming your way. Gordon and Larry next, right here on 98.7 ESPN.